All right. Well, good morning, everybody. Has this been a good place to be so far? Yeah, it's been a good place to be. Yes, it has been. I'm so glad to see all of you. Hope God's met you so far. I hope that he's been meeting. I'm praying that he continues to meet you uh, as we just finish out the, this great morning together. Just good to see all of those faces out there. And for those of you watching, hello to you as well. Glad you're watching wherever you're watching from. Uh, my name is Andy. I'm one of the pastors here and I wanna welcome you and welcome everybody else here, especially if this is your first time here. Just so glad that you're making a visit here and I uh, just pray you keep coming back. All right, let's get to it. Uh, if you got your notes, go ahead and get those out. Go ahead and grab your Bibles if you got them. We are in the second week week of a three-week series where we are talking about sharing our faith. I want to take a look at something right off the bat really quick, uh, something that Jesus said, and it was actually in the very beginning of when Jesus came down here. God came down with flesh on uh, on this earth, and it was one of the very first things that he did. It's in Matthew chapter 4. If you want to open there real quick, we'll be there really quick. Uh, but it, it isn't too far in before he runs into his very first followers, and this is what he says. Let's look in this together. He says, while walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers. Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you. And I left out the rest of what Jesus says. Now, if you're here and you grew up in church, or if you've read the Bible at any kind of depth or anything, you probably know what Jesus says here. But and maybe you're here and you have no idea uh, what he says. And, and that, I'm glad you don't. Because, but if you do know it, just think for a second, if you didn't know what he said, what would you think that Jesus, the God coming down, the savior of the world, what do you think he said that he would make them into and what he would make you into? Maybe uh, what we would probably say is since it's Jesus, he would say, follow me and I'll make you holy. I'll make you more holy. That makes sense. Or that, that I will make you more spiritual, that you're gonna be somebody who's gonna really like be reading the Bible and praying and getting after things and follow me or I'm gonna make you a better husband or a better wife. I'm gonna make you into a better person. And all that's good. Actually, all that's on the table as you follow him. That's probably what will happen as, as you have more obedience to him. But you see, that's not what Jesus said. Jesus actually didn't say that. Th that wasn't Jesus's primary message to the followers that he had in that day and to us still today. Jesus says this, he says, follow me and I'm gonna make you into something new. I'm gonna actually make you into something that, that is a message for all of us today. And, and he said something that fit for those guys in the day because they were fishermen, but it still fits for us today. Check this out, he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. He said, I'm gonna make you into someone who's gonna make an impact for people in my name. I'm gonna take your life as it is right now, all the ups and downs and ins and outs and everything going on. And I'm gonna put you in a place that you can actually reach somebody in your life for me. That's what Jesus said. And these guys, it says, with everything they're doing, it just says they dropped their nets with what he said. And they just started following him with that message of reaching others for him. And what we do with that message of sharing our faith is we get nervous, right? Like, just to be honest, we get a little nervous. It's true. Because, because when we start thinking about sharing our faith, what we all start thinking about is that we're supposed to all be these great evangelists, which we're not. Right? And, and here's the thing, there are some of you out there, you're really good at it. Like you are so good at being able to share your faith because God's given you a gift. Like there are people, you can walk into sheets, getting some beef jerky and come out with three people saved. Like that's just like, it's just, you're on a plane and everybody in a three seat radius is like, how do I find eternal light before you take off? Like that's just, 
It's just how you're gifted. But for the rest of us, it's kind of terrifying for us to actually be doing that. It's a little more stressful for some of us to do it. Or maybe you're like me, maybe, you know, instead of thinking about somebody who's really good at evangelism, when you start thinking about evangelism or sharing your faith, you don't think about that, but you think about somebody standing on a street corner on a box with a megaphone, yelling at everybody going to hell, right? But it's not hell, it's hail. Like you're going to hell. Like that's what you think about. And you're like, that's, I don't want to be like that. That's not what I want. I don't want to be like that. Well, here's the thing. I've got great news today. I have got really good news because I'm not going to send everybody out with 10 tracks in your hand and a megaphone. So you can just be like, whoo, okay, thank you. Thank you. Then I don't have to go to Walmart with tracks. Okay. We're not going to do that because here's the good news. The good news is this, and this is what we're going to spend the rest of our time with today. The good news is that the most effective method for sharing your faith is something that every single Jesus follower can do. And you don't even have to have a gift of evangelism. And here's why I'm going to say is that every single one of us can do, because my guess is that if you start thinking about your life, probably how most of us either came to faith or came back to God is because of this method that was used in your own life. So I just want you to think for a second in your life. Think back to when you actually came to a decision or a saving faith decision in your life. And think about who was involved in that process with you. And maybe you were saved as a really uh, small child. Maybe you were little, grew up in church. But think about when you grew up and then you came back to God. And who was used as a part of that in your life? Because chances are when you came back to faith or when you first came to faith, that it wasn't just some random person that did that. But it was somebody who you knew, who you trusted, who had a strong faith in their own life. And because how they treated you or helped you or cared for you, they made a huge difference with your faith and when it started or when God drew you back to him. For me, it was my brother. When I was growing up, um, I knew who Jesus was. Uh, I'm from West Virginia, so I knew about Jesus. I knew heaven and hell. I knew that stuff, but I didn't really believe it. It was just, it was a story that I knew. It was no different than any other story in my life. It just, just didn't really make any impact. With me. Then my brother went to college and he came back after that first semester and he said he found Jesus. Now, a lot of you find other things when you go to college, but he found Jesus and he came back and he said, and I'm like, that's great. You found, I didn't know Jesus was lost. What did you win? I didn't know. Like, I was like, great, you found Jesus. Jesus. And, and I didn't really, so he started sharing his faith. He started sharing about Jesus with me a little bit. And, uh, and then really what, what happened was one day this actually happened. God, God did something in my life where I really did have to come face to face with him. Uh, it was a set of circumstances that happened, but then God sent Ben right there in that moment. He was that place to be the messenger. You see, for me, it wasn't just the message. I knew the message. I knew the message the whole time, but it was a combination of the message and the messenger with the circumstances that I was in to actually draw me in to God. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for my brother, Ben. And here's what I wanna say to you. This is what we're gonna get after today. Here's what I'm gonna tell you. It is in relationships where God works the most for people to be drawn into him. And it's in relationships that all of us already have and all of us are called to be doing in this life. Now, don't get me wrong. God can use the evangelists out there. God can use people like me on Sunday morning. But I'm telling you right now, I believe it with everything in my heart. It is in relationships where he's the most effective and where he makes the most impact to draw people in him. That's all we're gonna be talking about today. Last week, uh, what we did, if you're here, all three of these are gonna be kind of combined. So I want you to be listening to all three of these together to make one big message about reaching people for Christ. But last week, we talked about the biblical foundations of why it was so important in our faith to be sharing our faith. And next week, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a look at what you say. Because a lot of us are here like, man, I would love to share my faith, Andy, but I have no idea what to say. I don't know what I'd say. And in fact, if somebody asks me a question, I might get all flustered and they might convert me. I don't know what to do. And so I'm like, calm down, just calm down, first of all. Come back next week and, and we're
we're gonna talk all about what is it that you say? Because believe it or not, we're gonna have to actually use some words to share our faith. And that's what we're gonna do next week. But today is all about looking at what we do. What do we do to put us in a place to be the messenger of people, to reach people we love and care about and know and are already praying about to actually uh, get them close to God because they're far from God today. So now I know also here this morning before we get started, I know, and because I pray this and, and I see it all the time, I know that there are some of you here this morning, you're here and, and you're not someone who would say that you're a Christian. You're not yet a Christian and, and you're here with a friend or you're checking things out and I don't normally call you out, uh, but here's it. So don't like, don't get worried. I'm gonna have you stand up or anything. It's okay, I'm not gonna give you a pen. Um, but I just want to say like you're here and you're, we're going to be talking about some things where you're going to look at your friend. If your friend brought you, you're going to be like, wait a minute, do you do that with me? Is this what you're doing? What's happening right now? And if you're the friend who invited him, you're like, I finally invited him. They come here today. Thanks a lot. It's a little awkward, Andy, right? So I want to say like, we are talking about reaching people who are far from God or not Christians. And that's you. I don't know what else to say. Like, that's you. We're talking about you uh, today, but here's what I want you to know. Here's my hope for you today as you're here. Here's my hope. Man, I hope today that you see for you because this is what your friend believes, you're not a project. You're absolutely not a project. You're absolutely loved. And all we want you to know and all they want you to know, trust me, and why you're here, why they brought you here, why they're praying for you is because they just want you to understand that Jesus is everything to them, that he is the reason, the purpose, the plan for this entire life. And they love you so much that they want you to know who he is, what eternal life looks like, what forgiveness is, and what it truly means to live life on purpose. And that's why you're here. And that's why we're so glad you're here, okay? So it's gonna be good. You're gonna be kind of looking behind the curtains. You can just make your friend buy you a little bit extra lunch today since we're talking about you, okay? I gave you that freedom, all right? Tell them to buy you a lobster or something. Okay, so let's go to the big idea. That's fair. Here it is. Here's the big idea. If you're taking notes, here it is today. This is what we're gonna be talking about. Before I share my faith, I earn the right. I earn the right. When I started to think about sharing my faith with somebody far from God, here it is, the big idea. I need to build a friendship with them first. The first thing I work on is sharing my faith with people who are in my life is I actually build a friendship with them. Everybody can do this. I'm telling you today, no excuses. We can get after this together. And I know maybe some of you are here thinking like, geez, Andy, you're really getting the think tank out on this one. Are you telling me to be friends? Yes, that's what I'm telling you to do because I honestly, gang, I don't know how good of a job we're doing with people who are far from God. And here's why I'm saying this because this is something that happened to me and I'm guessing that it's probably something that happens to a lot of you. See, before I became a Christian, I had a lot of non-Christian friends. Because that's who I hung out with. I hung out with a lot of people who didn't know Jesus, didn't care about Jesus. And then I actually came to know Jesus. And so then I was just going after them. I was telling them about Jesus and I was hanging out with them. And man, God blessed me enough where I actually was able to see and be a part of some of my friends coming to a saving faith with Jesus Christ. And it was one of the most amazing things to be a part of. You want to talk about a faith grower, man. See one of your all-American, you know, just everything going for him, partying, med school accepted, you know, everything going for him, the friends saying, I need Jesus. There's nothing like it. I'm telling you, there's nothing like it to say, man, it's amazing. And then I, you know, moved, got married, has some kids and, you know, got a job and did this and that and joined a home group. And one day I turned around, I looked around and I'm like, man, I got a lot of Christian friends. Like, I'm like, what happened? What happened? Like, I, and, and it's not like I didn't know people who were far from God. I mean, I had coworkers, I had neighbors who were far from God, but it's just, I wasn't really hanging out with them. And, I, and it, it started to bother me because I would get together in these groups and I would come to church and we would be praying for people who are far from God. And I wasn't even really friends with the people I was praying for to come to know Jesus. And I'm like, how am I sitting here praying for people to actually have, you know, make, for Jesus to make a difference when I'm not really hanging out with them, when I'm not really being their friend first? I mean, who will they talk to? 
if they have questions. I mean, they know I'm a Christian, but they, do they really know me as a, as a friend to come to? And my guess is that's a lot of us. My guess is like as time goes by, because here's what I'm gonna say. It's not like we intended a gang, but here's what I'm gonna tell you. What happens if we're not intentional? You see, we will drift away from people who are actually far away from God when God actually tells us to do the exact opposite in our life, that we gotta actually get towards people who are far from God. So we're gonna go back to square one today. Maybe you're here and you're like, you're gonna, you know, this is not a big, come back next week because it's gonna be really great. This is really simple stuff. Sorry about that, but I just feel like we need to start from square one. One, I'm stating the obvious because I think we need to hear it. In order to reach for people for Christ, we need to know them first. And not just know them, but they need to really know us. We need to earn the right by, by having a real friendship with them. So I want to take a look really quick today, really simple, three things that we're going to look at to make friendships real, to make friendships last for, with people who are far from God. Three things that we could be doing and, th- and that we're called to do. And honestly, gang, if you get anything from this today, this is what Jesus did. So we're doing exactly what Jesus did. And that's how we're going to look at this today. And I promise you can do it. There's no theory behind it, no excuses. In fact, we have to do this, okay? You ready? Are we ready to go? All right, making friends, step one, all right? I go where they are. You gotta get in their environments. Guys, we cannot isolate ourselves from people who are far away from God. We gotta go where they already are instead of keep trying to bring them to where we are. First Corinthians, this is a great book. Uh, This guy, Paul wrote, he wrote this uh, book to a church in Corinth. He actually wrote two letters to him. But in the first uh, letter that he wrote, he, he wrote in a church where he brings this up in a way where I think really helps us understand how we earn the right to share our faith. This is in first Corinthians nine, if you wanna open up there. And building up, up to this, to chapter nine, he actually starts talking about this method. He builds up this lifestyle of sharing Jesus. And what's funny is why he wrote some of this letter, we're gonna find out really quick, is that he was actually getting flack from people because of who he was hanging out with and what he was doing. And they were saying, man, I can't believe that Paul is hanging out with them because they eat meat that's offered in temples. That's exactly what was happening in this letter. And Paul said, really, really? Meet, like you're really fired up about me hanging out with people who would never set foot in a church who we're called to go to tell the good news to because we're eating some meat, some temple meat, really? And so here's what he says. This is what he says in 1 Corinthians 9. I love this, one of my favorite parts in, in this letter. He says, for though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all that I might listen, win some more of them. To the Jews, I became a Jew in order to win Jews. To those under the law, I became as one under the law, though not being myself under the law. What's he saying? He said, because I'm with Jesus. I'm with Jesus now. I'm not held to the law. I'm free because of Christ, that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, not being outside of the law of God, but under the law of Christ. You see, now he's saying, that's my boundary. My boundary is still staying in obedience to Christ, that I might win those outside the law. To the weak I became weak that I might win the weak. This is great. I have become all things to all people that by all means I might what? Save some. And I do it all for the sake of the gospel that I may share with them in its blessings. All right. Here's what you gotta catch. Here's what we gotta catch because you look at that and this is what they were doing then and what still some of us do today, unfortunately, you look at that and you say, now, wait a second, Paul, are you saying it's okay to compromise your beliefs and your values so that people will get saved? No, that's not what he's saying. That's not what he's saying at all. This is what he's saying though. He's saying, look, I'm gonna go out of my way to relate to people who are far away from God. 
I'm gonna go out of my way. I'm gonna go out of my car. I'm gonna go out of the free, out of all the stuff that, that I'm not even held to anymore. I'm gonna actually be doing that. And I'm gonna go on this side and I'm gonna say, even though I am obedient and I'm gonna be following, I'm gonna, I could be with these guys too. I'm gonna do all of it for the sake that I might actually save people in the name of Jesus. And he, and he said, I'm gonna get on their level. I'm gonna get into their environments. I'm gonna go out of my way. I'm gonna get in their perspective. And here's the thing, gang, we gotta catch. He never ever once compromises who he is in Christ and the beliefs and the values that he holds on to. All he did, listen to me, all he did, all we need to do, he became relevant to them so that they could listen to the good news of Jesus Christ. That's what we do. He was relevant. I've said this before. I really think the word relevant is like a bad word in Christian circles. And I don't know why. I can't for life me understand because all relevant means is it means appropriate. It means applicable. It means pertinent. And listen to me, gang, if you're here checking us out and trying to figure out who we're, what we're all about, listen, that, that's us. We are gonna stay relevant with the gospel of Jesus Christ in the culture that we live in. We believe in here that we are called to go out there. And even in here, we will change our music. We will change our method. We will change our style sometimes. All that's on the table because we don't carry the torch of anything but the gospel in here. That's the only torch that we'll hold on to. That's the only, and everything else is game to change. And that's what Paul says. That's he's, we're gonna go, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go win people and we will never, ever, ever compromise the gospel one bit. That's the only torch we carry. That's what Paul's saying here. Whether he was with his people, the Jews, or the people outside of that law, who, and they were okay with eating bacon. You know, he's like, I'll eat bacon. I, what's bacon? It's bacon. I love bacon, right? He's like, that's, that's good. And in a completely different background, worldview, he had a singular focus for his life to reach others for Christ. Listen, everybody, that's us. That's our deal. That has to be our goal. And Jesus did this all the time. He did this all the time. You know, he, put his, he always put himself on other people's turf. I want, you, I want to challenge you to read the Bible and go all through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. See how many times he reached people in the temple and when he reached people where they were. Just, just start making a ledger there because you're going to see Jesus did this all the time. He always went to where they were. And, he, and, and so here, this is what my motivation wants to be. So my motivation and what your motivation should be is I should say more often than not, yes, to the things that puts me on my friend's turf more than me trying to get them on my turf. And no, God, you're there with me. I don't need to have my Bible with me. I know you're there with me and I know you're gonna be there and I don't have to compromise one thing. And here's the thing I'm gonna tell you, gang. God will never, ever, ever ask you to compromise anything. He will never ask you to check your faith at the door when you say yes to your friends. If you're doing that, then you gotta get out. You can't be doing that. He's never gonna tell you to do that. And that's not what Paul's saying here. He's saying, no, no, you don't check your faith at the door, but you go to where they are. So you go where they are. Why? To win more for Christ. Not just where people who are convenient, to win everybody we can as possible. So we can't stay in here and expect to save people out there. We gotta leave the holy huddle. We gotta get in the game. God calls us into the mess. So here's what we do. Listen, understand your freedom right? Understand your freedom, realize the boundaries that you have in Christ and your obedience to him, and then get out there to get in the mess with people. All right, number two, making friends. Step two, begin with my actions. That's the second thing if you're taking notes. Some of you are like really not liking the English here because number two says begin. I know, I know, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm doing it on purpose. Uh, okay, listen to me. Here's what you gotta catch here. Here's what you gotta catch because here's the thing. People around you are already catching this even if you don't catch it yourself. You don't have to begin with your actions because the truth is your actions are already speaking first for yourself. They're already speaking for you right now. Your actions are already speaking. And, and the Bible talks a lot, a lot about our actions towards other people. And you know, maybe you're here this morning and you're like, you look at that one and you're like, you look at your actions and you're like, man, that's where, I, that's where I'm not doing good. 
Like I'm not, I, I, I'm trying and my actions are not good. Like I get angry at work. I don't want to do that. My actions are not always really uh, the best and I can't really get there and I'm trying and I just give up on that. No, no, you don't give up. Don't give up on that. Don't give, look at what this says. I love this, this verse right here. It's going to help you. This is 1 Thessalonians 4, 11 and 12. It says, write that down. 1 Thessalonians 4, 11 and 12. It says, aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs and to work with your hands as we instructed you so that you may walk walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. I want you to look at something really quickly. Leave that up there for a second. I want you to look at this. What's he say? What's the very first word? I want you to say that. What does it say? Aspire. It says aspire. And look, here's what that means. This means I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet and that's okay. But you know what that means? I'm gonna make that my goal. I'm gonna aim at my actions being better. I'm gonna set a goal and get moving towards hitting that. So you're thinking, listen, nobody will get saved. Nobody's gonna get saved if they really look into my life. Okay, I mean, there's probably a lot more people in here than you think, but, but let's make it a goal then. Let's aspire, let's aim for that and start moving in these things. Listen to me, everybody can do that starting today. Every single one of us can do that at work. Every single one of us can do that around our neighbors and our friends and, our, and people who want to do that. Okay, so here's, I'm going I'm to give you some help. Two helps in this one. Two things that everybody can do with our actions. Here's the first thing that every single person can do. You can add value and you can make things better. All right? Again, this is easy. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, this is, I know this is softball stuff, but I want you to hit home runs. Okay, I want you to hit home runs with it. Add value, make things better. So I, you, know, you can just look around and you can ask, how do I add value where I'm at? I'm gonna to talk to you out there because this is most people out here. If you have a job, if you are working in an office, if you are working with people, and if you're a Jesus follower, having the right attitude is so critical in the workplace. That's how you add value to people, just by having the right attitude, no matter what happens. Everyone will respect people who add value. It's the way the workplace works. And listen, you don't have to be perfect. Nobody's looking for you to be perfect. Even the Christian life, that's not about what it's about. It's not about being perfect. But you are, listen to me, you are in control of your own actions. You're in control of being able to add value and you can do that. So you can just add value where you are. And anybody, anybody can make things better around places. Anybody could do that. I mean, maybe it looks like bringing a box of donuts on Mondays for no reason. Like most people don't argue with a box of hot dogs from Spring Hill Bakery coming in on Monday, but you know what I'm saying? Like nobody gonna argue with that. And if you're watching and you heard me right and you're not from here, look it up. Spring Hill Bakery, hot dogs. I can hear mouths watering right now. I'm telling you right now, like nobody's gonna argue with that. Here's another way. This is man, you just add value, make things better. Make things better, man. Here's another way that you can earn the right. Here's another one. Show unconditional love. Show unconditional love. So, you know, you're looking at that, you're like, okay, like what's, what does that mean? Like, tell me what, help me understand. What does unconditional love mean? Well, here's what it means. Get ready to write this down. It means love without conditions. You're welcome. Like, aren't you glad you came to church? That's what it is. That's what it is. Simple stuff. Jesus did this all the time. He went where they were. And you know, the very first thing he did, he didn't judge them. He loved them first, unconditionally. He said, I don't care who you are, what you did. I'm just gonna love on you first. And a lot of times, actually, as I study this, I've been looking through uh, the gospels a lot. I've been reading about Jesus. We went through the 40 stories. Hopefully you guys went on that journey. It was a great journey to go through the 40 stories that everybody should read about Jesus. And a lot of times, if you read, I don't think it's a coincidence, Jesus actually had a lot of meals with people. You ever notice that? He ate a lot of food. A lot of, maybe he was just really hungry. I don't know, but he ate a lot of people, food with a lot of people who were far from God. And here's what I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna take this as a principle. I think one of the greatest and easiest ways to break down walls is to open up your doors and share a meal with somebody. I really do. 
And at these meals, when you invite them in, you know what you do? You just make friends. That's, you don't have to bring your Bible out. You don't have to be like, all right, man, what do you think about heaven? Pass the green beans. Like, you don't have to do that. Just, just make friends. And you know why? Here's why I want to tell you this. Because it, it, the, first, the first invitation shouldn't be come to my church. It should be come to my house. Your, first, your third invitation should be not come to my church. Come to my house. Just come to my Do you know why this is so important? They want to know if you're real. And then ain't nobody being real with no church service. Come on now. Like they know that. They're like, I know you're faking. Like they want to they know, like if your kids are just as messed up as their kids, like that's going to happen at your house, right? They want to know if you sigh like they do a certain person. Like, oh, like they want to know that. And they're like, okay, you're normal. Like that all happens in the context of coming and just saying, all right, man, you're real. And see, this is easy. This is easy. I'm telling you, I, I know. You just write this down, write this down. Invite people to dinner run a vacuum, I can do this. I'm telling you, you can do this, right? Like, just need to run a vacuum a little bit. Uh, but, it, you know, that's okay. Maybe they want to see if your rug's as dirty as theirs. Okay, bring them over. This is, you don't need to know about the seven seals. You don't need to know about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. You just need to know directions to Krispy Kreme, okay? Like, we can do this. We can all do this. Matthew 5, 16, this is what Jesus says. Jesus says, in the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and do what? And give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So listen, we got to go where they are and then we actually got to make our actions really back up what we believe. And I know some of you here are like, man, that's not good. Okay, we can get better at that. Aspire to making your actions back up what you believe. We can do this. We can really do this. All right. Third thing is that we got to be in a position to listen. Look, you got to understand their world, gang. You got to understand so many times, like what we want you to do. I want you to understand me, man. I want you to understand me. I want you to understand, and here's me. And this is what me, and I'm going to tell you about me. And I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. Like, and, and, and all the while, like we're not really doing good. Listen, all we want to do is we just want people to jump into our world all the while. They just want us to understand theirs. Check this out. I love this, this proverb. It's Proverbs 18, 13. I'm giving you a lot of scripture. I don't have them in there. Write these down and, and go back and read them. Proverbs 18, 13 says this. If, if one gives an answer before he hears, what is it? It's his folly and shame. You want a key to sharing your faith? Here it is. This is that's such a key to sharing your faith. When somebody realizes you're really listening, that's when they'll open up. When somebody knows that you're listening, that's when they're going to open up. I remember a few years ago, uh, we had some new neighbors move right, right across the street from me um, and, you know, got to know them, met them and talked to them. And one day their son wasn't too soon into this. They, their son came over. He was 16 and he came up to me and he said, you're the preacher, right? And I'm like, Jesus, take the wheel. Here we go. And I'm like, yep, yep. I'm, yes, I'm, yeah. And he goes, hey, you know, uh, can, tell me what you believe. That's what he said. And I said, okay. And so as quickly as I could, and I did that on purpose, I told him kind of where I landed, what I believe. And then I just turned around. And I said, well, I want to know what you believe. What, what, do you, what do you believe? And he goes, well, okay, I'll tell you. And he started talking. He started sharing. And I just sat there and listened. And honestly, gang, I'm telling you right now, what his thoughts on God and Jesus were totally out there. They, they were just nowhere close to being in bounds. And I just let him go. And I let him finish. And I said, you know, and I said something like, I don't know exactly what I said, but I said something like, man, man, if I saw it that way, if I saw it the way that you saw it there, man, I, I can understand where you're coming from. And then there was this pause. And he, and he looked at me and he said, man, I'm surprised you let me say all that. And I said, Why? He said, because the last time I talked to some Christians about this, they just kept cutting me off. And they kept telling me where I was wrong. They kept telling me where I was right. And he said, and then he said, this, this is amazing. He goes, can we talk again? And I said, absolutely. And we, we had conversation after conversation about Jesus. It was really amazing. And, and, but man, knowing that I was the first Christian to just listen to him, that kind of broke my heart a little. That broke my heart. Here's the deal, gang. Here's the deal. Here's what I want to tell you. People do not care what you know. 
They, they wanna know first if you care. And listening is huge. Uh, I found this quote, I love this quote, is something I'm gonna remember. You have two ears and one mouth for a reason. All right now, like you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Listening is so huge. And when you start going after these three things, I'm gonna tell you something right now. This is all we're talking about today. If you just go after these three things, everybody can do this. We can all do this. Man, when you're going after where they are, when you're loving them where they are, when you're in the gray areas of life, but still holding on to the foundation of Jesus and when you're actually adding value and when you're listening to them, get ready because the opportunity is gonna come. And the last thing you need to do, this is the last one we're gonna talk about. You gotta be ready to share. Be ready to share. And here's the thing. Next week is all about that one. Next week, we are gonna just talk about what to say when this opportunity comes up. And we're gonna set up a workshop after that. We're gonna have some classroom stuff for you to do. We're gonna be talking all about that because the opportunity will come if you do these other three things. And some of you right now, like you can do that. Some of you are really good at that. And so do that, don't wait on it. And some of you here, like you're just not, right now you're not good at saying what to say. You're not saying like, you don't know how to share. But don't sit on the sidelines until you go through next week and go through next class. Man, just share your church. When the opportunity comes up, just say, hey, man, just come to church. That's okay. Hey, man, you can eat donuts. You can drink some coffee in there. It's going to be awesome. Like, come to church with me. You could do that. You could share your church. You just got to be ready to share what you can when you can. And God will do the rest. One more verse. One more verse. This is it in a nutshell. I love this scripture. This is 1 Thessalonians 2, 8. It says, because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel, but our lives as well. Gang, I think sometimes we need reminded, like I need reminded, I don't know about you, but I need reminded about what I've got to do here, like why I don't just get sucked right away to heaven after I become a Christian. I need to be reminded about what my purpose is, like who Jesus said I'm going to be. He said, I'm going to turn you into something. I'm going to turn you into a messenger. And I'm going to actually allow you to be in a place with somebody who nobody else can reach for me. And I'm gonna, and, he, and, and notice what he says when you go back there. He doesn't say you're gonna be, he said, I'm gonna make you into that. As you follow me, I will make you a fisher of people. And this part that we're talking about today, listen to me, nobody's off the hook of the stuff we just talked about. You can do this. We can all do this. We can invite someone over to dinner. We can add value to somebody's life. We can make things better in other people's world. And I'm telling you, it's so different. People will notice the difference in that. And I'm not kidding, this is a true story. Um, I was, uh, last week, Chad gave us a challenge. He gave us a challenge to, to write down some names, right? Write down some names of people who are far away from God in your life. And so I, I wrote down, I had five names. I had five names. Uh, don't give me a hard time. I work with Christians all week, but I'm working on my list, all right? I got five that I'm really close to that are far from God. And man, I looked at two of those names and I'm like, man, I'm, it just bothered me. I was like, I haven't prayed for them in a long time. And, and I prayed for them. And the next day, I, I'm not kidding, I'm not mean this. The next day, I took my kids to a park to feed the ducks and there they were with the sun and nobody else was around. And I like freaked out. I'm like, what is this? It freaked me out. Like, I'm like, and I got back in the car and I'm like, God, you are so amazing. I can't believe this is great. And then I asked for a million dollars. But I, no, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I swear I didn't do that. I did not do that. Should we be surprised? Should we be surprised by that? No way. You know why? Because you're God's plan A. We shouldn't be surprised when we ask to put ourselves in the lives of people we love who are far from God, that he's gonna respond in a big way and in a real way. We shouldn't be surprised by that. 
So, I mean, I gotta be reminded and I just gotta know that God's got my back, that he's gonna actually put me in these places and we shouldn't be surprised. He's gonna work like this because it's what he told us to do. And my hope is that I just, my hope is for us, who, those of us who are here who are followers of, of Jesus, that just every now and then, more often than not, that we just find that voice that says, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God. Not my power, it is the power of God to save people, to save everyone. And I'm telling you, if we're all willing just to do these things we talked about today and then just say what we can and then believe that God can do the rest. I'm telling you, we will be able to reach our friends for Christ, our community for Christ, and we will actually impact the world for Christ. Are you with me on that? Do you believe that? Are you with me? Yes, yes, we can do it. Yes, I believe it. We got people who we know wanna know Jesus. So let's get after it together, all right? Let's pray together. Let's pray, ask God to be with us this morning. Just take a minute, um, bow your head, close your eyes for a second. So I want you to I want you to come to God for a minute. Right now, I just, um, I'm gonna talk for a minute while we're praying. I just feel like I need to say something, a few things. Uh, I just think right now, uh, there are a few people in this room. Right now, you're a follower of Jesus, but you need to take a step. Like you, it's been a long time since you've taken a step in your faith with him. Like you, you really haven't done much. You're something, you know, some of you right now, you, you need to do something with it. And you know that I'm not telling you something that you don't know, but you need to really think about putting yourself out there a little in your faith. You know, maybe, maybe it looks like sharing your faith. You've never really done that or you haven't done that in a long time. You need to take a step. You need to take a step. Some of you need to take a step with us here and maybe get on a serving team that you've been sitting on the sidelines way too long. That could ignite something in you if you just get, it, get signed up with us, moving with us as a church. Some of you need to sign up and get baptized. Like some of you have been a believer and you made a decision recently, you haven't gotten baptized. Like, what are you waiting on? Grab a connect card, get baptized with us. That could be a faith igniter for you. These, these are steps that people are taking who are really fired up about Jesus in their life. And some of you, you know, your faith is just dry. It's dry, like it's, it's stagnant. And if you really think about it for too long, you're just, you don't know why. You're just like, why is it? That's why, that's why. You gotta take some steps in your faith. You can choose to take a step and it's your step. You know what your step is. I just want you to take a step. I want you to do it. Move towards what God has for you and just do it. And I know some of you here today, uh, you're here, you're on a journey with God and, and you didn't even know it today when you walked in, but you have not crossed that line of faith uh, because you have not made a decision yet to follow Jesus and make him your Lord and savior. Like you just come in, maybe you've been coming for a little while or you've been coming with your friends and, and you've been talking to people about Jesus, but you know that you really have not uh, made that decision, but God's working on you right now. You can't even understand it and you feel it. I just feel kind of compelled to invite you to this because maybe you're ready to make a decision to make Jesus your Lord finally. Like finally make him your savior. You've been messing around with a little bit and now he's messing with you and, and you're ready. You just said, I'm, you know, and I, you don't know what to do. Well, I'm gonna invite you uh, with this opportunity to actually accept the invitation that God has put in your life for your whole life to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and step through the line of salvation for the forgiveness of your sins. And here's the thing, you don't need to come forward. You don't need to stand up and do it. You can do it right now in your seat. It's real quick and simple. And you can just mark today as your day uh, of salvation, the day that you came back to God through his call and invitation, through what Jesus did with his life, death, and resurrection on the cross. So I'm just gonna make this real simple for you. So if you're here, I'm not gonna have you stand up or anything, but I, just, I do feel like you want, I want you to mark this day as the day of your salvation. So if you're here and you're like, I wanna count in on that, I'm ready. I'm ready to make that decision. I'm ready to make Jesus my Lord and Savior for this moment. Can you just raise your hand right now if that's you and you wanna make this your moment right now? Anybody out there wanna make, okay, I see one. Okay, anybody over here? I'm just gonna let you, this is it. I just want this to count for you, Jesus. I'm gonna do this. Anybody wanna make this their decision day to become a Christian? 
Christian to cross that line of salvation. Anybody else? Okay, awesome. This is a simple prayer. We're gonna lead, this is Romans 12, 9. It's one of my favorite scriptures. It says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So we're gonna pray this together. You can pray in your heart. Here it is. You can come to God and say, God, I wanna cross that line of faith today and believe that when Jesus died and when he rose again on the cross, he paid for my sin and that alone is what saves me. And I fully receive what you did. I commit my life to you forever. I surrender everything to you, make you my Lord today, amen. Now for the rest of us, God, we just come to you. We just pray for us to have ignited faith. I wish we go share the good news of Jesus with our friends and our family and the people around us. Help us to do these things. And we love you because we just want the world to know that we do have the power of God for the salvation of the world in us. And we wanna share this great message with everybody around us. We pray for this in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, before we go, if you prayed that prayer, man, I wanna talk to you. Hey, can we welcome them into the kingdom together if they prayed that prayer? Come on now. Yeah. Hey, feel that. There's a connect card right there in your seat. Do not walk away without filling that connect card out and saying, I prayed to receive Jesus Christ. Man, I'm so excited for you. And we're not gonna bother you. Uh, we just wanna help you get the next step, okay? So fill it out. Talk to your friend who knows Jesus if you made that decision today and come back next week. And we're gonna actually talk about what you say uh, when it comes to sharing your faith. So come back next week for the conclusion of this great series. See you next time, guys.